0: You're listening to the So You Think You're Intuitive podcast. A podcast to help you reactivate, grow and trust your intuition so you can live a more empowered and connected life. Join me, Natalie Miles, spiritual mentor and psychic medium every Wednesday for inspired conversations, guidance and practical tips on how you can work with your intuition in your everyday life. Because who doesn't want to trust their intuition more? Welcome back to So You Think You're Intuitive. I'm Natalie Miles, spiritual mentor and psychic medium, taking you on this journey to reactivate and trust your intuition. Hello, happy Wednesday. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for rating and reviewing it. Thank you for all your messages, sharing with me how it's been impacting your life and is making you, yeah, trust, reactivate your intuition. It brings me so much joy and happiness that you are managing to take aspects of the podcast and bring it into your life and use it as a tool to bring it back to the knowledge that you already know and have within you. And that these words and the things that I share are just reactivating what is already within you. And it's like, giving you those triggering light bulb moments. So thank you for listening and for all of your messages. And I also wanted to say thank you. It's an intro of thank yous. It's an intro of gratitude. Um, I also wanted to say thank you for the response to the Heal Your Ancestor story episode from last week. Thank you for all your kind words and thank you for signing up To the Heal Your Ancestor Story um, online workshop as well. So, yeah, lots of thank you for your gratitude and support. It's always interesting when we get super vulnerable and we share things to a wider platform. What has been really insightful for me personally is there's always this, you know, big build up to something. We can sometimes paint this really big energy of something, or we future think of how something's going to be. And then when we do it, it's like, oh, why didn't I do this before? Oh, why was I making such a big deal out of this? It is really interesting how that happens in our lives where we build something up and then, yeah, when we do it, it's like, oh, I should have done this sooner or, oh, I know by sharing that episode, I just feel lighter, grounded, centered. Yeah, it has definitely closed a portal um, for me by sharing that episode. And this episode is all about portals because we have been in eclipse season. And even though the lunar eclipse was yesterday, Tuesday, and we're still in the energy of this. And I keep getting this as a message, the energy and the things that we're looking at now, we're building and still going to be working on them until end of September, beginning of October, and then the theme of this then carries through into January of 2020. Yeah, it's a real big process right now that we are going through. And just know that whatever you're going through right now, it will pass. Emotions that you are kind of like, okay, I'm done with this. Can I get off the roller coaster? I want to kind of get back to more balance. Know that the emotions will pass. You're just being asked to feel and look at the things right now so that you can release, you can let go, you can gain greater clarity in your life. Whatever is coming up for you right now, know that it will pass, but know that you are ready to face and look at it. And if things are changing in your physical exterior world, releasing relationships, looking at family relationships, jobs, yeah, whatever is um, coming up for you in the exterior physical world. And for some of us, things aren't changing on the physical exterior world. Know and trust that you are also being upgraded on a soul, cellular, spiritual, emotional level as well. Big upgrades going down. If you're looking for some extra guidance, go and have a listen to the July upgrade message. The theme for July is the tide turns, the tide turns. And it's a great episode. It's a channeled message from Spirit about the energy of July. And there's a guided meditation that goes with the episode as well. So yeah, if you're looking for some extra support during July, go and have a listen to that episode. Also, one more thank you Thank you to everyone who has sent in and emailed me a testimonial video of how the podcast or the circles or the events I've put on have helped connect you back to your intuition. Thank you for sending those in. I'm putting a video together of all these clips. If you feel called to send me a short 90 second, two minute video on how this podcast has helped you connect your intuition, that would be amazing. If your clip gets used in the final video, you will Get access to two free months of online circles. My online circles that I hold monthly, you'll get access to two free circles. So yeah, if you feel called, please email me a video clip, which you can do on your phone to hello at natalie-miles.com. Hello at natalie-miles.com. I am keeping this open till the end of July. So there's a couple more weeks, but yeah, thank you for everyone who has done it already and thanking you in advance. So this month, the online circle is a bit later than normal, but I am hosting this month's online circle next Thursday, the 25th of July. And the theme for the circle is going to be developing your hearing gift developing your hearing gifts, um, your clear audience. A couple of months ago, I did one for seeing where it was all about developing your seeing gifts. And I had such great feedback from it. And I know you guys really enjoyed it. So this month, it's gonna be about developing your hearing gifts so that you can hear more messages from guides, from spirit, from loved ones on the other side. Yeah, it's all going to be about how can you access and develop your hearing gifts. Uh, There's a link in the show notes to sign up. It is $25. It is from 6.30 to 7.30 pst and there's a replay available too so if you can't join live no worries you can join from anywhere in the world doing the replay and you will have the exact same experience Okay. Enough of the intro stuff. So um, I haven't done a Q&A for a while. Thank you for sending in all of your Q&A questions. Uh, so we're going to start this episode by answering some Q&As that have been sent in from listeners. The first one we're going to listen to is a question from Stacy.
1: Good morning, Natalie. Uh, this is Stacey Johnson. I'm in Missouri, in the United States, and I have a question about the ancestor healing. First, I love the podcast. Uh, I enjoy listening to it. I appreciate your intuitiveness and uh, your gift, and I'm so glad that you share that with us. My question is: you do the ancestral healing, and you say it's not just for ancestors that have been have already gone, but it's for like your immediate family, parents, and that. So, if I go through the healing to heal myself and the karmic gunk that's there, sorry for the lack of a better term, but does that also extend down not just to future children, but to current children? Does that extend to my parents who are living, my siblings? You know, if I heal that family ancestral trauma and even the trauma that, you know, my parents possibly have passed on to myself or my sisters, Does that, in fact, heal them in their space where they are now? Anyway, I hope that question makes sense. If not, please feel free to email me and I appreciate your time. Thank you.
0: Stacey, thank you for asking this question all about ancestors. And I love the fact that you use the word gunk because it is exactly that, the gunk from our ancestors. So to answer your question, yes, by looking at our ancestor stories and doing this healing, you are healing the current children. So it's not just for future children, but yeah, by you looking at the stories, you are healing it for the current children that you have. It will also impact your siblings. So like how I described on the podcast last week, when I looked at how the stories were impacting my sister yeah by me um, including her energy within my healing um, it definitely will have helped her own healing with it too and it will also impact your parents so yeah we are all connected by this energy and when you heal and begin to look at healing your ancestor story it will impact the other members of the familial line the ancestral line and it will begin the healing for those people as well so yes it's not just about healing the future generations but it will also heal the past ancestral um, generations from hundreds of years ago it will start to do that but it will also heal your parents your children that you have now and siblings too if you're listening to this and wondering what we're talking about, go and have a go and have a listen to last week's episode, all about healing your ancestor story. And I've just recently launched a new online course, Heal Your Ancestor Story, which takes you on a journey and a process to look at that. There'll be a link in the show notes too, so you can find more info about that. Thank you, Stacey, for such a great question. The next question is from Trisha in Colorado.
1: Hi Natalie, this is Trisha from Colorado. My question is, do you have any tips or advice on staying grounded after meditating? After I meditate and I come back from speaking with my guides and my angels and I come out of my meditative state, I tend to feel super floaty, very ungrounded, unable to connect with other humans, I feel isolated. I feel like I'm in a simulation or like a movie and I'm wondering, is this normal? And do you have any tips on how to get back and stay more grounded? This doesn't happen to me all the time, but it does happen very frequently. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Thank you.
0: Hi, Trisha. Yeah, I so feel you on this one. I have had this myself when I've come back from deep guided meditations where yeah it does feel like a simulation it's like coming back from somewhere and then being in human world but not really feeling like you're part of human world and that is that disconnection element that can really be unsettling and unnerving once you've had such a beautiful amazing experience within a guided meditation so my top tips for dealing with that are Firstly, make sure you call back all parts of you. Sometimes when we go on a guided meditation, we really go on a deep, journey and what can happen is that you don't call all of yourself back onto this inverted commas human plane and so what you can do is once you finish the guided meditation and if it's one of my guided meditations when I'm calling you back and I'm basically saying like slowly come back into the room and open your eyes and wiggle your hands and your toes what you can do is you can consciously say out loud or in your head I call all parts of me back. I call all parts of me back and sometimes I imagine like if the energy is all outside of me from this guided meditation I imagine all of this energy coming all the way back all the way back calling it back and so it enters my body into my solar plexus into my heart space and so I feel really connected and grounded and back in my body The next thing I'd say is don't rush after a guided meditation. So often it's like, okay, cool. Yep, done the guided meditation. Got to get back into real world make sure that you are doing the guided meditations when you have time and space to reintegrate the energy that you've just experienced. So I wouldn't suggest doing deep guided meditation practice where you know you literally have five to 10 minutes to get out the door or to go on a next task of the day. So yeah, make sure that you have time to reintegrate that back in. Sometimes when I'm feeling really ungrounded, I will also go and have a shower afterwards. A shower will also get me back in my body and get me back feeling really present. And sometimes I like to hold a grounding crystal. I'll get my piece of smoky quartz. And sometimes it doesn't have to be a traditional grounding crystal. It can just be An intuitive pick on a crystal of this is what I need right now after this guided meditation. And I will sit with it for a little while and I will put it in my handbag or I'll put it in my pocket and take it with me for that day because I need that energy just to support me after that guided meditation. And one other point sometimes, if you're feeling really floaty after a guided meditation, I will lie down or where I will put my head between my knees sometimes guided meditations can make you feel really dizzy especially when you're connecting to spirit or having uh, receiving psychic messages so yeah sometimes I will lie down or stick my head um, between my legs too thanks for asking such a great question Trisha I haven't answered a question like that in that way for a while so thank you for asking it If you're listening to this and you have a spiritual intuition-based question that you would like me to answer on the podcast, please email it to podcast at natalie-miles.com, podcast at natalie-miles.com. Keep it short, keep it simple, mention your name and where you live in the world. And yeah, I'd love to answer your questions. And in fact, I might just do a whole episode of Q&As. So if you're feeling called, send in your questions because I just got the intuitive hit and message from Spirit to do a whole episode where I just answer your questions. Okay, it's time to talk about portals, portals, portals have been coming up for me this eclipse season so much in my channeling when I'm connecting to spirit yeah the word portal just keeps coming up and I've been posting on Instagram about this and I know it, this as a phrase and a concept has been coming up for you as well over the last month or so and on Instagram I did a bit of a shout out and said hey what if I did a whole episode dedicated to portals and I had such a great response from you guys, so I decided, hey, let's do a whole episode talking about portals, what are they, how can we work with them, are they real, are they fake, what is it all about? So I decided to go and look on Oxford Dictionary online and type in portal and see what came up. And a portal is described as a doorway, gate, or other entrance, especially a large and imposing one, which I thought was really interesting that it was large and imposing because sometimes portals can be small. But yeah, according to a dictionary, it is especially a large and imposing one. The other definition that was on there was a website or web page providing access or links to other sites, which I thought was really interesting that this came up because the traditional thing of a doorway. Um, or gate doesn't suggest it connects, but in the spirit world, a portal connects you to other places. Like, but it's that is only in the description of a website or web page providing access or links to other sites. Because in the spiritual world, when we talk about portals, it does it links you to other sites. So I thought that was a very interesting that the traditional word for a portal doesn't kind of engage at all that it links you to somewhere else, but the technology, the technology definition does, which I thought was really interesting as a concept. But when you go on Wikipedia and you type in portals, it does come up that it says portals in fiction, magical or technological doorways that connect two locations, dimensions or points in time. Yeah. I find it really interesting that technology accepts the concept of portals and use them within the infrastructure, kind of like matrix style. So I opened the episode talking about eclipse season, and we have been in these eclipse portals in fact we still we still are, and in my sphere right now over this time, I have been painting. I have been wanting to paint more during this time, and I've been painting portals as well. So, I have actually been called to paint portals. My dreams have been very, very vivid. They have been portals into other worlds, other realms. And I also find it funny that Stranger Things, if you watch Stranger Things, Stranger Things on Netflix was released at this time, and that has massive portal energy. And Over the last month, around this theme of Portal and it keeping coming up, it has actually been a time of really deep remembering. Because as I've been getting lots of messages around Portals, I'm remembering that this is nothing new. I've always been obsessed with Portals. Growing up, I was fascinated watching Mary Poppins, Alice in Wonderland, Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe, and the Narnia series. Knobs and Broomsticks, The Wizard of Oz, Back to the Future, The Matrix, yeah, and all of these have portal concepts where you're in one world and you go into another space, another time, another dimension. And then you look at books um, like The Faraway Tree, Harry Potter. I mean, Harry Potter is a huge piece of portal work and Roldal, they are all creative works of art that where we get to step into a different world watching it. As a viewer, we get taken on a journey where we're viewing the characters stepping into new worlds, different places. And these places are traditionally places of expansion, possibility, limitless potential. So just take a moment and just think, What you used to like growing up as a kid, as a child, what were you interested in watching? Were portals present in what you watched? I was even reminded the other day that Monsters, Inc. has portals in it because it's the place where with the dreams and the doors and how they go into different worlds through the doors. And also another thing that wasn't a coincidence was a couple of weeks ago, I went onto YouTube and stumbled upon a clip with Joe Rogan and Eric Weinstein chatting about portals. Was this a coincidence? I really don't think so. He was saying that the reason why we keep using portals in our creative expressions, whether it be in art, film, TV, is because he thinks that because as humans, we don't think we can access them for real. So we have to create them In our creative stimulus, so that we can have the energy that we want to experience. But what we don't realize is that this energy and theme of portals is actually all around us. We just have a human limiting belief around seeing them, which brings me into you know, are portals real? What is this all about? You know, yes, they show up in films and TV and music and art, but are they real? Like, can we define if they are or not? And that's back into questioning is spirit real? Is intuition real? Or do we just know that we can access different planes, different dimensions, different worlds? Are they access? Do they bring us access to other places? So, this leads me to talk about some of the like history of portals and doorways. So what are our even portals? For me, I describe portals as energy centers where we are accessing new energy or new realms that we can use in our lives. Can we jump into other planes and other existence? Well, yeah, we can. We can do that through meditation. So it then makes you question, well, do these places show up in the physical realm? Do they show up in our buildings, in our homes, in nature? And the answer to that is, well, yeah. I mean, you look at the pyramids. Why did The ancient Egyptians, why did they build pyramids? There is lots of talk that they are portals. They are gateways to other places and that's why they are the shape that they're at. Did they give the Egyptians access to other places? Um, Stonehenge, you look at Stonehenge, that has huge portal energy. I mean, just going around and walking around it, you can feel this portal energy open up. There's this feeling of expansion and energy that flows in. And then you also look at these key sites around the world, and they were built on ley lines, the energy ley lines around the globe and the planet. And these ley lines, where they cross, give give us portal energy. They give us those access. They give us that doorway, which is why these sacred sites were built on these places. And the irony is that lots of religious buildings and churches, the more traditional churches, are on these ley line points. And before then, there were original temples that were then pulled down and then more traditional religious buildings were built on top of these temples. Is that a coincidence? No, because these religious buildings are built on these ley line crossings where this portal energy is prevalent. And why there? Because... They connect us to higher source, a limitless potential of energy, a doorway, an opening to higher consciousness, God, the universe, the other side, whatever you want to label it, you know, and to bring it back into why do we love to create this portal energy in our films, in our TV shows, in our literature, because we're all craving and looking for that feeling of connecting to something that's bigger, that we can get taken out of the mundane world that's around us and go into, go on an adventure, go on a place where anything is possible. The irony being that you don't also need portal energy to make that happen because spirit live around in this world all the time and we just have to notice those special moments All around us, whether it is in our homes, in nature. And off the back of me posting this on Instagram, a lot of you were sending me your pictures in nature of portals, whether it shows up as a particular formation in the clouds, or you're walking and there is a particular framing in a forest that looks like a doorway opening. Portals show up not just in buildings like the pyramids or Stonehenge. They also show up in nature all around us. Do you have a particular place in nature that you love to go to because it feels like something opens up for you there? You are connecting to this portal energy. As kids, we used to always go on this walk on Sundays with my parents and we used to call it Excalibur Lake. It was this lake in this wood. And as a kid, this lake used to seem so big. And when we used to go back as adults, it was like, oh, this is all a bit smaller than I remember. But it had really special energy, really special energy of just being in this place in nature. Things would open up for us when you were there. And this Excalibur Lake even showed up in my dreams as a kid, as an adult. Sometimes I get taken back to this place in this woodland that just felt really, really special. So next time you're on a walk and you notice something that feels and looks like a portal for you, notice it. Go sit there, go meditate, go connect with it. You never know what might come through for you. Homes can also have portals. As kids growing up, our stairs in our childhood home, uh, the childhood home from, I know I must have been like two or three to when we moved when I was about 13, the stairs in that house had big portal energy. They would show up in our dreams that if you jumped off the stairs, you'd be taken off into another world and into another plane and dimension. And it was only when my mum, my sister and I started having Um, discussions about dreams that it came up that those stairs appeared in all of our dreams. So you might be called to a particular place in your home that has portal energy that you feel can take you somewhere else but it is also important to note that there are good and negative energy portals in homes and buildings and in nature all around us in this sphere where sometimes these portals allow great energy to flow in from the other side and sometimes these portals can have negative energy where they need to be closed and this is brings me into the next part I wanted to talk about portals because we all have the power to access portals and we all have the power to close portals and open portals shamans and house clearers and intuitives and psychics that work with clearing negative energy specifically from homes have a really special gift around doing it but we can have negative energy portals that show up in people's homes that need closing And I'm not sharing this out of fear, but these. Portals do exist. I have experienced a couple in my life. One I have shared, I think I shared this on the Almost 30 podcast, and I have shared on this podcast before that there was a friend's house who had a really nasty negative portal open that would allow some very dark negative energy into this space. And it had taken a lot of work, you know, throughout the centuries to keep this portal shut. I mean, this house had. The <laughs> cat been exercised um, numerous times to keep shutting this portal to stop the energy flowing in and for me personally in that house I was psychically attacked by the spirit that lived there and I had to get some really big energy removal clearing done because this portal was opened up whilst I was in that space and I had an episode with it which then led to the house getting re-exercised again And the portal being shut. I also had a client in Vancouver who was going through some difficult, dark stuff, and I was still doing one on one client sessions. And me and another intuitive went to their home to close the energy portal in their space because it was really impacting their moods, their emotions. And their outlook, and yeah, you could feel the energy portal outside of the building that there was something there that needed to be shut. You could just feel it as an energy. Um, for some psychics and intuitives, you see it as well. You can you can see where it goes to, and you can you can feel that then there's negative energy coming through and not positive energy. And yeah, and you could feel it outside and this energy just built and built and built until we got into his apartment and it was like, okay, yeah, this needs to be closed. So if you are experiencing that in your home space right now, yeah, go and have a look or a local house clearer, or a shaman, or someone that can support you in doing this. Having support to do this is really important. And a lot of the time, it's just about moving these spirits back to the light. They have just been trapped. They've come through these portals, and they are just trapped in this space, and they just need to be moved back into the light and having someone to reclose the portal so that the negative energy doesn't come through anymore. And this episode is literally me just riffing around portals and channeling what I want to talk about portals, but off the back of that, it I also want to talk about how as much as sometimes media and TV and film show the good side of opening up portal energy, it also shows the negative side because horror movies i feel feed into that as an energy as well that it shows the potential darker portal energy you know opening up and does that create fear around opening up this energy when we can be connecting and opening up the good portal energy versus it focusing on horror movies, kind of allowing in that darker, negative energy. And I know that this happens for a lot of intuitives that they feel like they're opening themselves up to the dark and negative energy by opening portals up whilst they're watching that as a movie. Yeah, it is interesting. The connection to the more positive um, portal stuff and the negative, scary, fear-based portal energy that is also created by the types of movies, TV shows that we watch. And talking about portals, it's not just about opening energy and closing energy. We can also talk about portals being that we can open and close these energy doors on different aspects of our lives. So for example, you can talk about portal energy closing portals when we end relationships, friendships, connections, um, when we heal money stories, when we heal our bodies. It can be like we're closing a portal and then reopening a new one. Someone on Instagram mentioned a really good story that she felt like when she got sober, she felt like she had closed a portal and stepped into a whole new way of being, a whole new dimension. She'd opened up a new portal that she was on once she became sober and I found that really interesting because when we open a new portal it can bring in a new way of living, new mindset, new clarity, new visions and we all have that as a gift. We can all open and close portals. And I know some of you are probably listening to this, but like, how do I do that? Like, how do I, how do I even know that I'm doing that? It's just a knowing and an energy and a feeling. And you just know when the tap has been shut or the door has been shut. And you also know that feeling when you're opening new doors and new portal energy. Again, where it feels expansive, it feels like transformation, it feels like you're stepping into a world of limitless potential because we live in a world that we can access that. Like, look at The Matrix. If you've never seen The Matrix, go and watch The Matrix. It is such an amazing film to bring that to real life. We do live in. A matrix. But talking about portals, it just just makes you think about what is real, what is in this world, are there other worlds beyond this world, what is the concept of time, can I open a portal, can I close a portal. It brings up a lot of questions. And you could say we open up a portal when we connect to our intuition when we open a line of communication to spirit and our guides, we are opening up a portal. But the irony is, is a portal external to us? And that's something to think about. Is a portal external to us, like finding it in nature, finding it in a building, finding it somewhere else? Or are we the portal? Are we the portal? And is that why we then crave to find it in TV shows and film and art because we think it's in the exterior, but actually we're the portal, and it's actually us. And when we believe in ourselves and we believe that we're the portal and we believe in our own power and that we can open ourselves up to our uh, other dimensions, our intuitive gifts, um, and the energy that flows in. That's when we step into our true portal power energy because we realize, hey, yeah, there might be portals on the exterior, but we are the true portal. It's us, it's always been us. And that, you know, we have the power to go and access other dimensions, other planes, other worlds. And we're the key, not something else. Yeah. Makes you think. This episode is. Here to make you question and think about portals, the existence of portals, and why not? Why not believe in the limitless potential that they are all around us and that we are a portal? We are a portal. If this episode is bringing up any questions for you, I'd love to hear them. Um, You can post them on Instagram as well. I'd love to hear from you what your thoughts are when we talk about portal energy. I'm also going to release a guided meditation to go with this episode, all about opening portals and stepping into portal energy. So, if you'd like to do a guided meditation that is going to be specifically around stepping into new portal energy and closing portals, go and have a listen. I will put that on the show notes as well. But just know and trust that during this eclipse season, you are opening portals and closing portals whether you are doing it consciously or in your subconscious we are in a great time of transformation and this is connected to this eclipse portal season but do I believe in portals yeah, a hundred percent. I believe that we're portals. I believe that there are portals all around us, but we just need to open ourselves up to experience them and trust them. And I know that I will continue to love and watch all the films and TV shows and um, books around portal energy, because it just lights me up. There's something that I deeply connect to about it thank you for listening. If you feel cool, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It will just help more people find it. Give me a follow on Instagram. I am Natalie Miles. I would love to hear from you and I share a lot of content on my Instagram. So give me a follow on there. Thank you for listening and I'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast. Bye.